This is a HeadGum Podcast. Listeners, another episode of I'm Still Right, your podcast about crazy arguments. Today on the show, we have Justin Michael and Eric Martin arguing about whether or not it's insane to have read receipts on your phone. So in other words, if you're an iPhone user, you'll know this already, but read receipts allow anybody who's texting you to see whether or not you have read their text. As I'm sure you can imagine, things are going to get hot pretty quickly. Uh, so let's dive right in. Please sit back, please relax, please enjoy, and please always remember that. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm still right. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm still right. Oh, yeah. Guys, Ooh. Justin, Eric, welcome. Thank hey, you. Thank you. It's so great to have you here. It's a real pleasure. In our cozy little nook, in our cozy studio nook. Yeah, it feels kind of like a sleepover. It is, and you guys have to sleep here. I'll be leaving. But That's you mandatory? Can, that is a mandatory of the of the guest session, yeah. Do we have access to leave if we want to? You do not until tomorrow morning. Okay. That's how a sleepover works, right? You're trapped there for the yeah, night? Yeah, no, yeah. It's a child trap. Mm-hmm. But we can have all the snacks and all the LaCroix. Anything you want in that department, just again, cannot leave the premises until tomorrow morning. Okay. So. Okay. Okay. Hard okay. agreement. Should we get into it? Okay, <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll yeah. be out of here in 40 minutes after our podcast. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's cool. it. That, okay, cool. So tell me what this argument is. And by the way, I'll, I'll say this. I'll ask you a question. I'll immediately interrupt you. I want to hear what the argument is. Audience, know that this Maybe one of my favorite arguments we've ever had on the podcast. It perfectly encapsulates the trivial nature of what this show is. And with that lead up, guys. This is a big lead up. We have a lot to live up to. Yeah. Well, it kind of spiraled out of trying to think of something phone-related, being that we just made a show for Audible called Bad Reception. Mm -hmm. Improvised narrative takes place over a phone. But we, Eric, has read receipts on his texts. We work together Red a receipts? Lot. I guess, it's, yeah, it's red. It's really not depends read on the receipts, tense, I guess. It's red receipts. Read receipts? Red receipts? I always think about it as read receipts, I guess but, but you're right. It's right here. Oh, shoot. Well, you know, I don't have a firm stance on that. I'm willing to say you guys are right because I've never said it out loud. No, but now that you say that, maybe it is red receipts. I thought it was you like confirmation it. it was red. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Or it Fuck. could be confirmation you're reading it. You're reading it currently. Did you yeah. read it? I, I did read it. <laughs> I think it's maybe it's reading because the moment at which it says, well, but it says red. I, anyway, anyway, Eric, want, what's the so 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 what's the what's the other side of this or what's the what's the argument? So Eric has read receipts on his texts mm-hmm. uh, as a noble gentleman that he is. I think he's one of the most professional humans that I know. Yeah, uh, I am a coward, and yeah. I think most of humanity is cowardly. Sure. You don't want people knowing. I don't want people knowing, yeah. and I want the opportunity to be able to look at a text and not have to feel like I need to read it immediately. That's the point of a text message. I think the more people we have having read receipts or read receipts. Sure, whatever we decide on. It's by a slippery the slope. because It depends on the context, I think. It just really depends on the tense. Yeah. Have you read it? No. <laughs> Are, Are you, you reading read it? it? Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I feel like... Text messaging was created so it could be like a casual way of talking to somebody. And there's also well, an expectation. It's more casual than email. It's, 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 yeah, it's a level more casual than email. Yeah, you should at be least able to look mind. at something and yeah. like 
be like, okay, cool, I'll get back to that later. Or like maybe you clicked it and forgot about it. Well, but see, that's the issue you. with the red read receipts yeah. is that a lot of times you don't even mean to. And Eric, I want to hear your take on this. A lot of times you don't even mean to knock it back to the person, but it's just, yeah, you're doing other stuff. You click it. That's the danger in that because then I'm sitting there on the other end like, what the fuck? Yes. Thanks for getting back to me. Yeah. Right. And if you have it turned on, then you do know that the, if the person looked at it, like you're letting them know either way that you've looked at it and you haven't gotten back to them or, right. you know, you're uh, you're you're sitting on top of your pedestal looking down at the rest of us you feel comfortable with your red read receipts on (laughs) why do you do it eric well let me let me actually start a bit obliquely here by saying that read receipts for email i think is a nightmare i think it's a horror i think it's an aberration i don't think anybody should have them like when when they when it pops up and and they're like this person's requested a, a read receipt for their email it's like why why would you can do you that? decline that by the way can oh, you, absolutely can you say no I won't tell you you can you can say I don't I I want nothing to do with this okay and that's fine for phones I you know I never even considered not like it it only didn't basically when this argument came up was when I realized like oh yeah. I guess you could turn it off, but it never even occurred to me. Why would I? I, I want people to know that that uh, that I'm reading, that I'm paying attention, or that you haven't, and not to bug you. Exactly. Right? That's the other side of it. Yeah, because I mean, that's a more immediate form of of text. Like if I'm going to email you something, that means you know I want you to get back to me when you can. But texting is like, hey, I got something. Just you know, and I want to see if you got this, or I want you to see if I've got it now. There's some other things you can do too because you get the like the preview that pops up, sure. So you can sort of scan it without reading it. So there is that intermediate step, mm-hmm. and I just think if I'm gonna read it, that's on me. I own that, and this is this medium of exchange is is designed in such a way like the good people at Apple deign to turn this on by default. Who am I to to turn it off if I don't have a good reason otherwise? They've made good decisions in a lot of other spots, right? So you should trust them in a way, right? <laughs> well. I would not automatically, but in this, I had no reason not to. I, this felt like a good place to start. Felt like a good choice for you, for me. What do you it's think? Not for everyone? What do you is, think? About is that? it automatic or like? No, it's default. The... It's it's the default when you when you start like when your first Apple phone, right? Now all the settings so like it, it, like, it remembers. From yeah, like, yeah, I was like, I don't think I've had to turn it off exactly. But, but at maybe a certain I did point, a time ago. the first one you had, that's how it comes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Has anybody ever, have you had trouble with it, Eric? Has somebody said, like, this is weird, or have they had complaints, or do you mostly get positive feedback on the read-read receipts? Oh, well, the only time it's ever an issue is if, like, a few hours later, they'll text me back and be like, uh, so? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I I read this while I was, I just did it, I slipped my mind. Oh, so I, I don't want that. I I feel like it's like an it's like invasion of your tech. privacy, yeah. of your of your time. Uh, it feels like work creeps in to everything, and your phone is a place of work and personal time. So the minute that you have like and like the pressure of like just a casual text being potentially ignored or or you being held accountable for that, I feel like that's that's unfair. Do you find that? you're held like you hold yourself to a higher standard you you're more responsible because of the read receipt being on i mean there's definitely an accountability that that comes in it's like yeah i'll own up to it i read this or i opened it and then promptly forgot about it and maybe didn't read it so there's a that's a thing too it's not that you read it it's not really a read receipt it's just you opened it yeah and now that now that i think about it that's 
that's troubling because it doesn't know if I've read it or not truly. All right. It's, it's misrepresenting it. I think it should almost be like you have to tap the blurb or something mm -hmm. for the true – that might be – that would be – uh, an improvement on the process. I acknowledge receipt of this I acknowledge, message. yeah, maybe you, maybe you type it in another You're field. You're to type that full Yeah, you message. type that in another field. Maybe you record it and type it. There uh -huh. could be, you know, an email message, like a two-factor verification that you have to click on. Carrier pigeon. I think Just, this I mean, is, <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Yes. <laughs> the idea of, the idea of, you're right, just, you know, opening it up. I feel like, to, to Justin's point, we're a slave to so many elements of technology and we're a slave to, uh, to our work life in such a way that, that, that so often, uh, you know, um, unfairly or detrimentally augments the work-life balance that like, I don't know. Yeah. You should be able to fucking putz around on your phone without wondering if you're going to ruin a relationship or piss somebody off because you've scrolled past the text message that they've sent. Right? Yeah. Although, I mean, really, like, what what social contract have you truly violated? Like, how 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 upset can they can they be? And if that's yeah. the thing that breaks a relationship, should that relationship even exist? That's true. That's a bad friendship or a relationship in the first place. Is it? So many friendships are born out of technology. I know, but I I think if if somebody's getting mad at you for not returning texts, in a, in their version of a timely fashion. I mean, I think maybe I'm just old manning this, <laughs> but I'm like, I think it's it's crazy that there's an expectation that, like, I've heard people, nobody's ever said it to my face, yeah. but I've heard people complain about other people's text behavior yeah. behind that person's back. I've heard it many times. Right. And it's like, well, you know, I I, I got, to, I, I texted them like an hour ago and I heard, haven't heard anything. It's like, well, a number of things could be happening. Right. Uh, so chill out. <laughs> So, but you're saying in in service of the read receipt or in service not or or, or outside of that in completely general outside of it yeah. yeah yeah not in service of the read receipt I'll tell you that much yeah yeah we'll uh, say that I mean I would say I you were the first person I've met with read receipts that's insane I don't know I Do, like you have a just a cabal of friends that all agreed I think we're all cowards and I think we all need to band together and get like live in our own private cowardly world and also sometimes it is like. I don't want to get back to this right now. <laughs> like, have you ever had that? What's that? The read a text and you're like, I don't want to get back to this. Oh, totally. Yeah. But then they just know you've read it. And that's fine. Yeah. Depending well, on... Well, it's I, a statement. Yeah, exactly. It's like, I will, I will deal with this when the time is right. And they know that you're waiting on something. And I'm okay they that they feel. know that. Yeah. Let's look at it from the other side. Because I'll say that when I text people who have read receipts... I kind of love it. As somebody who doesn't have them, I don't want people to know what I've read. Right. But I really appreciate it on the other end. You're like, oh, I know this was opened and received. Yeah. It's helpful, right? isn't it? Yeah. Don't you it is helpful. There's no, there's helpful? no technical difficulty, right? So I think it's one of those it's, – it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword but also a double standard, right? In, I, in a way. Yeah, I mean – I think you're brave as hell. <laughs> I think you're you're He's a brave. low level hero to me. Look at him. He's brave. I mean, I think it is. I think to put it out there because you're like, look, this is where I'm at. This is who I am. I've read your text, and I'm either am or not getting back to you. Yeah. The social contract is being upheld by me on either end. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking responsibility for my actions. Most social interaction is a pain in the ass and difficult, at least to me. 
but that's okay. I lean into it. So you like the rules of it? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I work within the parameters. He's a masochist. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You There's something... I mean, Justin, how do you... Do, do you like when you are texting somebody and you could see, like, hey... They saw this. They read this. Well, I, I like seeing the little bubble. <laughs> the little, like, oh, they're texting oh, back. Oh, they're texting back. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, okay, great. So I'll keep checking this. <laughs> but you know, after they've read it, the likelihood of the text back is high. Yes. For most sane people. Yes. Right? I think I don't care as much about people texting me back immediately, though. Like, I can have, like, a few days later, like, oh, Oh, that's insane. Wait, (laughs) let's dig into that a little bit. You can have a few days later? I mean, I'd say that happens. There are some people who, you know, you're doing a million things, you forget about a text. A few days later, you're like, oh, man, that was funny. That's it? Yeah. That And it's that? That was funny? It could have been that well, quick Well, I mean, text? it was like, let's say a friend uh, was sending you a Ernest P. Worrell video. Sure. Uh, like, hey, check this out. Presented without hard. comment. Yes. Yeah, videos are tough. Uh, Vide- sent a video. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, so I either But I'm talking I messages here. I'm talking a is text Is there like an message. urgent question or is it just like, hey, what's up? I mean, hey, hey, what's up is urgent enough for somebody who you have in your phone. If you're, yeah. if you're, if you're saying, hey, what's up, I would think that you'd want to reply fairly quickly. I think I reply fairly quickly to like work stuff, but with and like friends, if I'm like not doing anything. Yeah. But I think there's like so many different distractions going on. Also, like I'll have it on my, I have it, you know, like iMessage on my computer, and I feel you're like so that changes fancy. everything completely because i'm using it like email which is likely a nightmare for eric because i'm sending him paragraphs and paragraphs of text yeah because i'm like well this is the easy way for me to go back and forth absolutely <laughs> uh but oh, that then, makes sense okay. yeah now you know like, how is he texting that quickly oh i can't yeah I, uh, it hurts my fingers i think i might have arthritis so it's definitely not like this you certainly do i'm seeing the way you're manipulating manipulating your hands oh, these are fake hands. yeah they're, oh got it that these makes a lot of sense hands. yeah 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 you're really hands. twisting them in a weird way yeah <laughs> yeah uh, so I feel like also the way with which you're texting isn't being taken in con- into consideration. So like I might be at my computer and it just, I click onto the tab and then mm-hmm. it's red. Uh, well, you click, what do you mean? You I click, click onto the iMessages tab sure. and I like click on it. Yeah. It's yeah. red. Oh, does, is, does that, yeah, I guess that does happen. I guess if, if you're, if you have read receipts on, even on the iMessage, if you just like click the, the text box, right, it will right, say, Right, it'll hey, immediately say yes. Yeah. So I wouldn't want that to happen. Yeah, I think if it were just a phone, it might be a different scenario. Yeah. But I'm using my computer more. Yeah, I mean, I, a desk. I'm a, I'm very much an iMessage guy. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I I think I don't know. It, it's an interesting for me. It's an interesting double standard because I feel like I I as a control freak very much like to know when somebody's read my stuff. Mm. Uh, and if they don't get back to me, then it gives you you know that ground to stand on when you say not necessarily what the fuck, but like hey, if it's been a couple hours, like hey, did you see this? Uh-huh. Because I know you saw it. Uh-huh. Because I fucking know but you I saw it. But I don't think everybody... I think that's the expectation, that it's like, I fucking know you saw it, but it's like, you could be recording a podcast, then driving somewhere, not checking your texts. I'd say 50-50, you're right. Oh, I think it's more than 50-50. No. I'd say 80-20. Because think about when you when you pick up your phone, if you scroll through, and listeners, I'm picking up my phone right now in a demonstration. If you click your text message icon Uh you have all this stuff like eric was saying you can kind of preview the text messages you know what's in there in your in your uh in your in your inbox if i'm clicking on one that's the hot one Uh right like even if i'm doing other things i did i did see it like i was intrigued enough for sure but 
that means that we have to be held to reading our text before doing anything else, which means that we're beholden to other people's shit before just like trying to look some, maybe I want to look up, what was that Ernest video all about? And I don't want to deal with the three texts from mom, work, and, uh, sure. you know, whoever But you else. saw those, are, you clicked on I them I saw already. that there were texts. Right. Yeah, I mean, also I'm OCD in the way that I'm like, I, I got to have everything read once I see it. So like, that's frustrating to me. Right. So I am somebody who will like, Generally try to read stuff immediately, but then it's like, oh, if I have other shit to do, I'm like, well, this is complicated. I can't figure this out right now. Oh, shit. I got to do this other thing. I'm juggling this, you know, five things at once. Sure. Sure. Eric, what, what, how do you feel about that? Is there, in, in your mind, would there ever be a scenario in which you would switch out of the read receipt and, and figure, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buck Apple and I'm going to do exactly what they don't want me to do and turn read receipt off? Mm. You know, I think I'd probably always have it as a default, but I, I did look in preparation for this this yeah. podcast. And the first thing that when you, you when you type this in and, and sure. Google just sort of like elevate something, it's not the how do you turn all read receipts off. Hmm. It's how do you turn off a particular conversation? Oh, you so can be a, selective? Yeah. So you can take oh, individual conversations and just decide, you know what, well, I'm not going to do read receipts with this person. Wow. I think that's very helpful because there are certain people that you, that you're you don't want them to know. You don't really maybe want to talk to. I have hmm. a friend who just texts me video memes, and maybe that's a case where I'd I'd turn it off. You don't want it because it's going to take me a while to watch this video. What's the expectation for you if you received a video or if you sent a video meme? Do you send video memes? Are you sending like very a, occasionally like a bit? Yes, yes. I think, honestly, my expectation is fairly immediate. So you want somebody to immediately get back to you. Because the reason I'm sending it, if it's like a, if it's a, if it's a work thing, I want somebody to get back to me immediately. If it's uh-huh. a social thing, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sending that many texts. So I, I, I'm sending it for a reason, right? Yeah. I'm reaching out to you for a reason. Now, it's funny. When we first started, I was like, I think texting is a more informal form of communication than even email. I'm like even more obsessive about email. Uh-huh. Like I need to like answer it as soon as it comes in. Uh-huh. I'm a slave. Uh-huh. Right? But yeah, I, I maybe, maybe I'm just a weirdo, but I feel like as soon as I see the text there, if I click on it, I'm going to respond immediately. I think that's what everybody's idealized version of it is. Yeah. So I don't think you're the weirdo. Uh I just I feel like it's a lot of, it ultimately is it's it wastes a lot of our time. <laughs> it wastes a ton of our time. And yeah. also I'm not happy doing that. Right. It's just like the compulsion of needing to check it and send a message back immediately to like clear it off my plate. Right, like ha ha. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's funny. And a lot of times, yeah, it's just like ha ha. How do you feel about responding with if if you have an iPhone like the just like liking it, thumbs up, heart, or something oh, like that? Oh, love the commentary you can make on texts. Yeah. That I was thinking that the other day. That's great. The thumbs up because a lot of times you just want to say like thanks or like that's good or I like that. But this is the way to do it. I'm yeah. giving a thumbs up, listeners. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But you can't be too uh, 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 toss it off with it. I mean, if somebody sends you something serious right. and you just give them a thumbs up, they're like, what the fuck is yeah, this? Well, that tomorrow would... at 2 p.m., <laughs> be on time. Yeah. Two exclamation points and a, and a ha-ha. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. You, you have to be, be careful with that. You have that. to be careful. But there are, but there's generally. a lot of text communication, I think, can be met with just like an affirmative, like, mm-hmm. that's fun. 
And that's it. And you're out of the woods. Totally. I think with with texting, like, it's not as formal, yes, but it's more immediate. It's closer to someone asking you in person. And Mm -hmm. then it's weird if you, you know, if someone asks you something and then you look down and shuffle at your feet. I don't think texting is that, but it's a little closer. It's right there on your phone. They're they're texting you for a reason. There's a reason they're not emailing you. So I think it's... For for that reason, I think it's okay to to just be more transparent about that type of. I think that's I think that's right, and it's an interesting part, and in, you know, part of the social contract, and and you know, we talk about how I enjoy liking somebody like you who has the read receipts on. I'm not willing to partake in that same social contract, and it's more because not because I don't think what you're saying is right. What you're saying is what you're doing is the right thing to do. It's more because I don't have enough confidence in my ability to uphold that social contract. I think I'm I know I'll fuck it up. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in the same position as you, I'd be like obsessively trying to look at things and be like, oh shit, well, I read it. Okay. I well, read it. Fuck, no, fuck, I, fuck, fuck, fuck. Okay, yeah. uh, I gotta get back to it now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. It's it's like a safety guard. You're you're protecting yourself from yourself. I think we deserve that safety guard. I think we deserve that net, but I don't think that you're wrong to do it. Yeah. Well, I'm also in a case where I got to clear things up. I can't have things for long. Like, I just want to get things clear. But that also means you're obsessively looking at this stuff. You're obsessively too. looking. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so well, we all lose? I think, oh, I think we. Is there no right answer? In a, in a way, uh, I think there is probably a right answer. And it's that I think Eric's kind of right. I like, think he is the hero. Like, he, you, you are. You're, you're, a, you're, a, you're a social hero. Yeah. You're a communications hero. It's a hollow victory. <laughs> well, it is for yeah. Your life's miserable because you're <laughs> yeah, all right. Things, I yeah. mean, based on how we all described our interactions with texting, all of our lives are miserable. <laughs> They're very bad. Yeah, across the board. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, guys. When we come back, we're gonna do uh, the time you were most wrong. Okay, we'll be right back. All right, cool. So we've decided that. Eric is the hero among us. Uh, it doesn't always happen this way. It doesn't always happen where somebody is right and somebody's like crowned the victor. So, Eric, congratulations to you, sir. Kudos to you, does. Yeah. Thanks. Very nicely done. Very nicely done. The second part of this show is Time I Was Most Wrong, where we talk about the time that you were most wrong in your whole life. I was wrong this one Justin's overwhelmed. I'm over, I mean, I think this. there's like most wrong. I don't know. There's a lot of most wrong. Just give probably. me a, give me, yeah, they're all kind of on the same plane, right? Um, yeah, give me one. Okay. So the, the first thing that came to mind is, I mean, it was seventh grade. Oh yeah. It's going to be good. Seventh grade. I, I, I met who would now be like my longest, like childhood best bud. And he has very good movie taste. He always has. And so when we met each other, it was kind of like, so, like, what movies do you like? What's your favorite movie? Uh, and so he told me his favorite film in seventh grade was 2001 A Space Odyssey. Wow. Like, That's sophisticated taste. Yes. For a 12-year-old. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, okay. I mean, I haven't seen it, but uh, this is the best movie of all time. And it's the political comedy My Fellow Americans, starring Jack Lemmon and James Garner. Wow. It is, it's a garbage movie. It's is it very, very bad? I don't even know if I've ever seen I'd that I'd say it's movie. like very mediocre. It's fun for me to watch now, but it's a like, what if a, you know, an ex-Republican, an ex-Democrat, you know, presidents had to get 
together to escape. You know, it's like an action comedy. Okay. Uh, but basically, people are trying to kill them because they're in on some sort of political secret. Got but it. But it's really like... Just like the blandest, like Republicans and Democrats hate each other. Yeah, but log line alone, I'm right. not hooked by this. I got to tell you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's pretty problematic now. Got it. Uh, yeah. But you know, you get a Paul Feig cameo. Uh, you Do get you? Dan a young, a young Paul? Dan Quayle character. Or no, yeah. he, he plays somebody. He, Dan Aykroyd ends up being a bad guy. I mean, it's like a fun cast, but it is not a good film. And it certainly isn't like Stanley Kubrick versus whoever directed My Fellow Americans. Sure. Also Stanley Kubrick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Little that was known, Kubrick? Little known fact. Shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I take it back. All right. Well, I love the Kube. He'll be glad to hear that. I think the thing that's like even more wrong than choosing that over whatever like a respected piece of cinema history is just saying that there is a better, like a best movie period. Yeah. I think like you're most wrong in the age where you're like, this is better than your subjective opinion. Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I feel like that's trash. <laughs> I agree. It's also very funny to me. First of all, that that's the time you were most wrong. You've led a uh, a pretty well, clean life then, sir. No, there's, I'm sure there's way more wrong. This was the first thing that came to my brain. <laughs> and second of all, it's funny that you two as 12-year-olds were comparing those two movies. And se- and, On equal and, footing. Yeah. And then for like a few years, I, st- I was like through like probably like ninth grade, I was like, this is my fellow Americans. It's like the funniest comedy. It's It's got a lot of action. It's very good. It's It was like a grumpy old man, but really bad. What? When did you first see that? And why did you respond to it in such a positive way? I don't know. I think it was like just really, <laughs> they were like the most bland, goofy grandpa jokes. And I think I have a real soft spot for grandpa jokes. <laughs> did you like grumpy old men? I, I liked watching it with my grandpa, yeah. Did you? Yeah. Wow. How about grumpier old men? I Even as a kid, I was like, this one's not good. It jumped the shark. This one's bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Did All your right. grandpa, was he like, yep, that's that's me, or I'm grumpy like that? <laughs> I think he just was like, hey, right? <laughs> there, that's yeah, it. That's right. us. Yeah. <laughs> that's the right kind of grumpy. All right. Hey, huh? <laughs> the way they're portraying that amount of grumpiness, that's it. How that's, about it? Yep. Yeah. That's old. right. Me too. <laughs> Eric, so what, do you, so. what do you have? Uh, I guess mine's also uh, cinema-related, mm. um, and it comes from... So I'm a, a voice actor, and I, I mostly do audiobooks now, but at the very beginning of my career, yeah. I thought that I would get in as a trailer guy, and so I started doing that. like temp movie trailers and got a bit into that, and then I got what I thought was uh, my first big break and my first actual trailer, and... Um, and so this this uh, lovely woman got it for me, and and she's like, "Here you go. This is great. It's a it's a Korean romantic comedy." The problem is that I had this image in my head of what trailers would be, and it was all in a world. Guy. Sure. So I did a, a a cut of that, sent it in um, to the to the client to the director. Yeah. And the email I got back was. This is a romantic, like I could literally feel her screaming. This is a romantic comedy. What the hell are you doing? You've given me, try again. <laughs> and I'm normally pretty receptive to feedback. Sure. But I was like, no, 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 this is this is how tra- trailers are done. You just so couldn't I, find it within yourself. Yeah. I was like, this is not what trailer voice is. And so I, get, I went maybe 30% of the way and... Um, no, it never it didn't happen again. It's uh, you never got another gig. 
Not from that person. Yeah, probably sure. not. And uh, and then I transitioned to doing other kinds of voice work. But I, I just had that image in my head of like this is what, um, and it was outdated. It's it was funny. wrong. When when was this? What what? Yeah, how many years ago is this? This has been about twelve years ago, maybe. Well, maybe about ten years ago. So it's funny. Ten years ago, even like that trailer voice as we know it. Really, for the past 15, 18 years, has not been used in trailers. No, and in the past, a parody of something right, of that era. Right, and in the past five to eight years, there's no narration. Yeah. Like it's just you know just scenes cut together. Can you give me a taste of how you might narrate or vo a romantic comedy? No, I think it would be different. But back then, it was like. Um, and there's only two days to the wedding. What will she do? That's, I mean. it's <laughs> pretty good. I want to know. I do want to know. It does what? sound like a helicopter is going to explode and two ex-presidents yeah, might yeah, be yeah. on the run, but. <laughs> Get down. <laughs> yeah, wow. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's but, pretty wrong. It's funny to me that you couldn't find it within yourself to like say, all right, let me like rethink this. You're like, no, this is what it is. Yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I was just so fixed in my in my conception of of this is what it was, and so so unlike me, but uh, but uh, that's what happened. That's very. I was funny. real wrong. That's mm. very funny. Those are those are good. I think that I'm still very very hung up on the my fellow Americans thing. We could have a whole other podcast just, about like why you chose that. And, I don't and, know. I yeah. wish I remembered why I saw the movie in the first place. Like, was it with a parent? Probably. Was it it was probably trip? with was my mom or was something. Was it speaking of Kubrick? Like a like a Clockwork Orange sort of like eyelids pinned open. Yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. I was yeah. strapped down. I had to watch it uh, over and over and over. But I I willingly would rewatch it and rewatch it. I would show my friends be like guys you got to check out this really funny movie it's called my fellow americans and we would sit down and watch it did you see it in the theater or was this a, <laughs> is this a vhs rental definitely vhs quite okay. a bit recently yeah. we saw it on vhs at an airbnb uh in the a room that we had rented uh, on a trip my girlfriend and i went and it was just like a bunch of vhs's that were either bought or like old school like taped off of TV and labeled wow and my fellow Americans and we rewatched it what a time did you own this Airbnb I think this was your home that you... yeah there was a guy who looked like me from the future uh, who kept trying to dodge me saying that it would ruin the time stream or something but I don't know <laughs> recording recording incessantly yeah wow yeah, it's very funny. Yeah, there was a lot of copies of uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey smashed. On yeah, exactly. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, probably a coincidence. I don't know. Uh, whatever. Airbnb was great. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to talk about special thanks a little bit? Yeah. Do you have those? Yeah, I got a special thanks. Okay, so thanks. For, for our listeners who are just tuning in now, special thanks to the time in every episode where we talk about things that are grinding our gears uh, in our lives right now. It can be from any aspect of life. Start with Eric this time. What do you have? Yeah, uh, special thanks to my um, uh, to my next door neighbor who uh, likes to uh, smoke uh, unfiltered European cigarettes underneath my bedroom window. Wow! Uh, he has a a, a a newborn child who is um, very quiet. Oh, cool! Uh, but he's not. <laughs> He, he he does like to open his window at six in the morning and uh, bellow at his um, at his uh, French relatives via Skype. And uh, I just want to say, hey, thanks. 
Thanks for that. Yeah. Ugh. Wow. That's brutal. Have you ever thought about confronting them? Um, or just being like, politely being like, hey, do you mind not smoking unfiltered European cigarettes? In, in, front, of window, in front of your baby? In front of your baby. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. People I, get mad when you try to tell them how to parent, even if they're, you know, murdering their child. They're yeah. like, don't tell me what I'm cutting off my kid's head is bad for them. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like... Yeah, exactly. You know, I think like wouldn't wouldn't they know by now that what they're doing is wrong? But on the other hand, they're crammed into a one bedroom house, and I guess just some of that madness has to spill out mm. into my life. And it has for to that, go I'm somewhere. I'm super grateful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one, Justin. What do you have? So I recently like been traveling for a lot of weddings. It's yeah, wedding season. It is wedding season. Yeah, and you know when you make small talk with people at like coffee shops, they're like, "Where are you from?" You from around here? No, I, I was. I'm from Los Angeles. I was born in Los Angeles, and a few times recently, people have said, "I'm sorry." Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck I, you. Yeah, I don't get that either. Uh, it's trash. I think Los Angeles gets such a bad reputation. Also, I, I, I think I don't like the idea that LA is only shallow, like only shallow people, only yeah. shitty. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect place, but. Neither is fucking New York. Everybody's yeah. like, it's the greatest city. Well, it's city. New York people who hate L.A. the most, and yeah, they want to tell you about it when they move here. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. But uh, I love New York still. L.A., I think it's a bad reputation. This is just a working theory. Sure. Because all the people that we'll I have, have it. We'll hear this theory. Yeah, now I feel like everybody I know or like grew up with, like they're all pretty chill. They're not like bad people, but like none of them are shallow None of them are like shallow, image-obsessed people. I feel like the people who move here, and not every person, because lots of friends moved here for creative things and stuff, but I think there's a type of person who moves here based on the idea of shitty L.A., yeah. and they live up to that idea, and they're perpetuating this awful Los Angeles that you yes. come across. And there are certain enclaves of Los Angeles where that is yeah. rampant, right? But I think there are so many cool pockets of L.A. Yeah. So to write it off, and also publicly, I feel like it's like one of the only places where like, <laughs> I'm sorry, traffic, huh? And it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it is an antiquated view. The traffic thing, I mean, I'm in New York a lot, and the traffic in New York is absolutely 10 times worse than it is in L.A. It is so much fucking worse than it is in L.A. Like, in Brooklyn and Manhattan, and people were like, well, it's because of this, you know, it's a 13-mile or 20-mile Long Island, however long Manhattan is. Mm-hmm. There's not that many places for cars to go. But it's like, yeah, okay, but the traffic is still awful. Like, even though L.A. has more surface area. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah. I think I'm just mostly against people telling me my city sucks. <laughs> yeah, I hear that. You know? I, I like L.A. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Eric. Thanks, man. You also are kind of, you know, from L.A. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Are you? Are you, like, born and raised here? No, I mean, I'm originally from Chicago. So. Okay. You're from L.A. Though. But <laughs> I've been here since I was, like, nine, so. Yeah, you're from L.A. Yeah. You're, you're an L.A. LA. boy. <laughs> so talk to me, guys, before we get out of here about the plugs you have Plug for, your new, for your new Audible show. So we have a show that yeah. we created together called Bad Reception. It's a it's a 13-part improvised narrative. So it's, uh, you know, it features your Paul F. Tompkins and Lauren Lapkus and Darcy Cardins and Nicole Byers and lots of, like, truly, like, 40-plus 
buddies and friends and amazing improvisers. But uh, yeah, it's it's about this small town called South Grampers that's cool. on the precipice of falling apart. So they put on a movie festival and things start to go south. But we, we kind of improvised it as we were going. So the story was concurrently being built based off of what we were editing together. Cool. So it was it was it was a lot of saying yes to bonkers details and saying this is canon in this universe. Now there sure. are buff mutant deer. Uh, that is now a thing because Druv Singh said there are buff mutant deer, and now that they are plaguing the town, and ultimately, like it was, it was very fun, and also you know an editorial nightmare that turned out really great. Yeah, uh, we had an amazing team of editors working yes. on this, and hours and hours and months of material that got uh, condensed down to uh, just a solid six-hour show in thirteen tight chapters. But another important detail is that all of this takes place over the phone. So yes. all of the tropes of, uh, of phone calls. So conf- you got your conference calls, you got your, you know, m- delivery orders, you know, um, any kind of uh, horrible situation or uncomfortable thing that you've had on the phone. Sure. Um, we, we, we get into it. Wow. Yeah, you got your child being eaten alive by a buff mutant deer. All your classic tropes. Yeah, what have you. Of what yeah, happened yeah. on the phone. Just Absolutely. A normal thing. But How's yeah. the reception been so far? Bad. Very bad. No, it's no. been excellent. It's yeah. been great, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it's fun because I think Audible is is dipping into more and more comedy stuff. So yeah. it's cool to – it's like six and a half hours of tightly edited improv. Yeah. Uh, which I feel like is its own unique sort of thing. There are things like it, but it, it's fun to also just, yeah. just let the people good play. Yeah. yeah. Give so. us the title again and tell people where, where and how they can find it. I know it's Audible, but give it to us one more time. Bad Reception. Uh, you go to audible.com slash bad reception. You can sign up, do that whole, like, get a credit free and use it on Bad Reception immediately. Just if, immediately spend that credit. Yeah, I mean, I think, it, or if you're part of Audible, you get a bunch of credits and then you can just use it on Bad Reception. That's amazing. Yeah. Guys, well, thank you so for much your for ears. coming by. Thanks for we having us. Thank you. Yeah. All right, we got to talk it out. Yeah, we got to talk it out. And you're, hey, I'm going to text you, and I'll know. Oh, God. And I'll know when you've read it. This is great. We'll all text you. We'll all text Eric. (laughs) Please. Eric is pissed. His phone number publicly is. Can't wait. (laughs) I'm right, you're wrong. I'm right, you're wrong. I'm still right. I'm right, you're wrong. That was a HeadGum Podcast.